BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It will always be shallow if you decide that because you got hurt in the past, you will never open up again. It will always be shallow. It starts off with you not having a choice but to figure out life, but to figure out how to do things, how to take care of yourself. And you channel all of that pain and you turn into some type of ambitious animal where you just, you can't turn it off. You cannot turn it off. And you don't even know who you are without it. And it's like, now that's your identity. Now you embrace it, but you are tired. I locked up the little girl inside of me who wanted to feel because people made me feel like it wasn't safe enough to feel. That if you feel, you would get hurt. Welcome back to another episode of the show. I'm your host, Sensi, and on this podcast, we talk about taking accountability of your life to become the best version of yourself. First and foremost, Happy New Year. It is 2023, and I don't know about you, but this year feels personal, okay? The rebranding that is about to be done this year is very personal. Okay. And full transparency, a lot, not not a lot, but quite a few of the things that I planned on doing last year did not get done for reasons. But so because of that, I'm taking it into the new year with me, right? But what I did not realize, and this is a lesson within itself, but what I did not realize that I realize now is last year was for me getting closer to God and me having that steady foundation in Him versus myself. Here's what I realized. I realized that A lot of the things that I wanted to do, the things that I will be working on in this year, I did not have the foundation. I did not have the things that were required to get to that point. And I didn't even know I didn't have them. So in hindsight, I realized all of my trials and tribulations and the detours that I made last year, most of them mainly got me closer to God And it made me develop a new level of faith in him that I believe is necessary to get all the things that I plan on achieving this year. But I had no idea. At some point, I just felt like I was being broken down like for for a few months in 2022. But now I realize why. I was being broken down to be built up, right? I was being broken down in terms of my self-reliance, me relying on myself, me wanting to control everything, me feeling like everything I want to do is up to me and I have to do it by myself, me 
like essentially getting rid of that hyper-independence, hyper-masculine part of myself because it was essentially a trauma response. I hate that term, but it's appropriate. You know, it was essentially me just trying to protect myself, me still, you know, a whole bunch of stuff. And I did not realize that all of that breaking down had to be done so that I can get rid of all of that and put my faith in God. And now I feel unstoppable. Now I feel unstoppable and I know I still have work to do. I know I still have to develop a routine where I put him first more. But essentially the foundation is there. A lot of my old beliefs and mindsets and all of that hyper-independence and work, 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 work. And if I'm not working on my job, it's working on my business. And then, you know, a lot of that was broken down last year. I got rid of a lot of it and I truly don't feel like I'm the same person. I don't feel like I have that same mindset where everything has to be about work. Like 2023, I will be enjoying my life. I will be enjoying my life. And I don't know how much of it I'm going to post, but if you see me posting anything, if I happen to make my private Instagram public, we'll see. But if you happen to see me posting anything, then that's why, because I do not subscribe to the all work and barely any play notion anymore. And I feel like I'm going to be living my life completely different, not completely, but mostly different in 2023. A lot has changed and a lot is going to change. That's just, you know, my little update on what my 2023 is going to look like. And I'm still working on refining my vision and all of that and getting it from God and not from me because after trying to plan out my life and do things my own way, I've, I've realized that that is very ghetto and I can plan to go left and he'll take me right and I have no choice but to go right because I'm not in control, but I thought I was in control, but I really have no control. So now I'm just stepping back and I'm saying, you know, what do you want me to do? Because the back and forth, it, it, it no, it has never been my thing. I cannot do it. I surrender. I give up. So that's what I'm doing. That's what I've been doing, you know. And that's just my little update. But another thing that I'm going to focus on doing as part of my, you know, reclaiming my femininity journey, which I will get into in a second, is honoring my emotions right? Because I have lived as a very masculine person and I don't look, let's not even, let's not even go there. Okay. When I was there, when I was resting in my masculine energy, when I heard things about femininity, I was like, y'all are a bunch of pick This is terrible. What is going on? Y'all don't want to do anything for yourself. Y'all just want a man to do everything, blah, 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 blah. As I educated myself, right, keyword educated, as I gathered more information, I realized it has nothing to do with men. It has everything to do with me. And there are many ways in which my femininity has been suppressed, and I will be working on that this year okay and i realized that one of the ways that i haven't really been or one of the ways i've been suppressing my femininity is by not honoring my emotions now i would like to shout out to april mason she's a femininity coach you can follow her on instagram i think it's miss april mason and I've been learning a lot from her and other sources, but I was on a call that she had and she was talking about these things. And I realized that one of my biggest issues was that I wasn't doing a good job of honoring my emotions. And that's part of being feminine, right? That's where the whole femininity thing comes in. Just to reiterate, this has nothing to do with men. So don't even start. Anyway, so let me explain what that means because that is what we are going to be talking about in today's episode. We're going to be talking about honoring your emotions. And once again, 
a lot of the things that I'll be talking about today that I mentioned, I learned from her. So I'm giving her full credit, but I'm also going to be applying it to myself and my life. So you see how this affects me and possibly how it could be affecting you and the impact it has on your life. So there are two things that she mentioned as part of the idea of honoring your emotions that I realized that I have been guilty of slash haven't really been doing a good job in those areas. And that's with number one, trying to be positive all the time. And number two, judging myself for how I feel. So for example, um, let me think of something. So let's just let's say I had a friend and this friend did something to hurt my feelings, right? Or something I really did not appreciate. And instead of feeling that and honoring those emotions, I would say, oh, well, you know what? This friend is always there for me. They always do nice things for me. So I shouldn't even be overreacting because it's not like they're a bad friend. They just fell short in this area. Nobody said they had to be a bad friend or they had to be a perfect friend or anything like that. But if I feel hurt about this thing that they did, then I owe it to myself to validate those emotions and feel it and then bring it up instead of trying to suppress them and say, oh, well, it's not even that bad and they're actually a good person, you know? Like, and even this is in big things and in small things. So, like, if another example, if you really wanted somebody to be the type of person who always considers you before they do something, right? Unless they did something, they didn't really consider you, it hurt your feelings. You're hurt, but you're saying, oh, you know what? This person is, they're not a bad person. They're actually a good person. They're a good partner overall. So, it, you know, I'm lucky enough to have somebody so caring and somebody who cares about me so much. So let me not overreact because they did not consider me in this area or I feel like they don't consider me at all or whatever. You see what I'm saying? They don't have to be perfect, but it's not even about them. It's about you suppressing how you feel or judging yourself for feeling how you feel and invalidating your feelings instead of just saying, you know, I feel hurt. Let me just sit in that. Let me validate that. Let me express that. But instead, what you do, what I often did was try to look at the bigger picture and say, you know what? Well, I have no reason to feel un grateful right now because that's how I'm that's how I'm being if I say I don't appreciate this little thing when everything else is fine no honor your emotions and don't judge yourself if you want to make say I don't know a hundred thousand dollars a year and you you know you you're capable of it you're worth it and you really want a job and they offer you like 80 that's a really good salary, right? That a lot of people don't make that much. A lot of people will probably never even make that much, right? But if you want a hundred and you believe you're worth a hundred and you're offered 80, don't be like, oh, well, you know what? I really wanted a hundred, but I mean, 80 is more than most people will ever make in their life. So I should just be grateful. No, honor your emotions. You want the hundred, you're not satisfied. Because when you start honoring it, that's when you can actually make a difference. That's when you can actually take action to get closer to getting the hundred, to get closer to getting the thing that you actually want. But if you always suppress your emotions and say and judge yourself for feeling hurt or for feeling like you don't matter, for feeling sad about something, for feeling like you're not being appreciated, then, I mean, what you want will never really happen because you're not even acknowledging how you feel about it. You're completely suppressing the situation and that's making you settle. You see what I'm saying? So that's one of the things that... I am going to be working on this year. If I feel a certain way about something, I am not going to judge myself for it. I am not going to say, oh, you know what? I have all of these things that I want. So even if I don't have this um, one thing that I want, let me not be ungrateful. Let me just be grateful. No, I can still be grateful regardless. But if I want that thing, I will acknowledge that 
I'm a little bit disappointed that I didn't get it. So that's one of the things I have to work on. And another thing is trying to be positive all the time. And if you are a longtime listener, then you've probably heard some of the episodes on, you know, me saying having a positive mindset and blah, blah, blah. And when I said all these things, I didn't mean like just completely ignore what you're going through, right? I don't believe I've ever said that because that's not what I do. I believe in the past, I may have promoted like focusing on the bright side of things. And at the end of the day, I will still always do that. But what I'm saying now is instead of trying to jump to the bright side of things immediately, I'm going to take a step back and honor if I feel hurt or honor if I feel sad, you know? And I have done that in especially times where things have been really serious and I felt overwhelmed. I definitely don't just act like a robot and try to jump to the bigger picture or anything like that. But I think in smaller things, I have been guilty of doing that. Just saying, you know, well, you know, on the bright side, blah, blah, blah. Like if it doesn't bother me, it doesn't bother me. But if it bothers me, I'm not going to just be like, let me focus on the bright side. Like, no, if I feel sad, if I feel like hell is ganging up on me and I'm getting my rare handed to me, let me sit in that, not sit where I mope and I dwell and I complain and, you know, play the victim and all of that. But let me honor those emotions. Let me validate the fact that I am hurt right now, right? And then afterwards, I will get up when I feel better enough to get up. You see what I'm saying? Like, instead of running to positivity all of the time, it's like, yes, I will focus on the outcome I want. But if I feel some type of way right now, let me honor those emotions and just feel it and not try to guilt trip myself into being positive. I have been guilty of that in the past. So that's something I'm going to be working on. That's something I'm also encouraging you to work on. Don't judge yourself for how you feel and don't feel like you have to be positive on the, all the time. You are not a robot. It is okay to feel. It is okay to be hurt. I feel like I may have felt, or not I may have, I definitely felt like it wasn't safe for me to express those feelings and be vulnerable because I feel like I didn't really have an outlet to do that throughout my life like my communication and I, if you're not new here you know I've talked about how my communication was non-existent in the past right but I just felt like growing up I wasn't really encouraged to communicate my feelings it was always like you know, be strong, move past it, just get along with things. And over time, I've learned to compartmentalize the sensitive part of me and lock her in a cage or something so that I can be strong and people don't take advantage of my vulnerability and my weakness, quote unquote, because I saw it as a weakness. But now I'm saying that's not a weakness. It takes strength and power to be vulnerable and I am going to, number one, establish the boundaries so that I can have people around me where I feel safe enough to be vulnerable around them. And number two, even if it's by myself, because it's not always about other people, I am not going to be my own op and try to judge myself for how I feel or tell myself, oh, you're overreacting or you should be more positive or let's focus on what we want. No, it's okay to feel hurt. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to be disappointed. And I feel like all of these things, doing all of that is essentially me peeling, uh, peeling the layers back on that whole strong, independent woman thing that I have been forced to be all of my life. And don't get me wrong, it has benefits, but at what cost? At what cost? You see what I'm saying? Like if I have to be a robot and suppress how I feel and constantly feel like I cannot trust anybody to do anything for me, act like everybody else is out to get me and nobody else is reliable and everybody's going to disappoint me, it's not worth it, right? It's not worth it. 
If you've ever listened to one of my episodes and while I was talking, you just started reflecting on your own life and thinking of how what I'm saying applies to you, then my question is why stop there? I use my experiences to help you see the process of becoming the best version of myself and to also hold you accountable to your own growth, but I can't tell you what the best version of you looks like. You should be the one to define that for yourself. So I created journals with prompts to help you with self-discovery, self-reflection, assessing your relationships, healing, and reinventing yourself. So if you want to do more than just listen to the podcast, but actually start working on your own life, then go to secludedthoughts.com journals. I will also leave the link in the description below. Now back to the episode. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So that's like step one, not really step one, but at least step one in terms of what I'm talking about on the podcast. But that's like step one of me peeling back that whole strong independent thing and stepping more into my femininity and just trying to have, you know, a healthy relationship with my emotions, with my mental health, all of these things, you know not gaslighting myself. I I want you to stop gaslighting yourself for how you feel. You are not a robot. It is okay to feel. It is okay. It doesn't matter if you have everything you want, but that one thing, if you are disappointed, you don't have it. That's okay. Be disappointed, but don't judge yourself and gaslight yourself and say, oh, you're being ungrateful. You have all of these things. No, honor how you feel. Honor your emotions. They are valid. They are valid. And to add to that, if you are anything like me or like how I used to be, okay, I don't claim this now, but if you are anything like how I used to be and you have gotten numb in certain areas of your life, like you may have had really painful experiences and it caused you to get numb, it caused you to lock away that emotional vulnerable side of you that once came out and got hurt, this part is for you. I'm going to be transparent here to give you some examples so hopefully you can resonate. But I'll give you two examples. There's like two examples in my life where I feel like I have been numbed to a lot. And when I say numb, I mean... I know I am a sensitive, emotional, loving, expressive person, right? I wear my emotions on my sleeve. I'm not the type of person that can be fake. You will see how I feel because it will be on my face. I cannot hide it, right? But in all of that sensitivity and all of that, life has done what life does, And it has kicked me upside the head enough to where there are certain parts of me that I locked away a very long time ago and I wasn't able to get them out. And that's what I'm going to be talking about right now, right? Two examples. Number one, let's talk about heartbreak because I feel like that's something just about all of us can relate to, you know? But... I feel like there was really 
just one time where I was vulnerable enough to be completely open with a person. And, you know, I was young, I was naive, blah, blah, blah. And after I got hurt from that situation, in in hindsight, after reflecting, I realized that I have never allowed myself to be that open with anybody. Like, have I liked people after that? Have I expressed my feelings? Have I had feelings for people after that? Absolutely. But the way I was that open and naive and vulnerable and just so trusting and all of this stuff, that part of me, that I don't even know like if that part of me is still alive. I mean, I know it's alive. I just, and I'll, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. I'll get to that in a second. But that part of me, I feel like has been locked up for so long. I essentially became numb to certain things in like, in the whole topic of romantic relationships and stuff like that. And that's, that's nobody's fault but my own, you know, because we have a choice when we get knocked down. It's not an easy choice. And I'm not trying to invalidate and be positive and focus on the bright side. I'm not trying to do that right now. But at the end of the day, we have a choice. And if you don't feel safe enough to have that choice or to make that decision to be that open again, it's because your boundaries are not where they should be. If they were, you would have the type of people around you or you would have filters in place to rule out the people who don't have the best intentions for you. And as a result, all the people who do get past all of your tests and requirements and all of that, and they meet the minimum requirements, you would feel safe enough to be vulnerable around them because of all of the tests you put them through because they have proven themselves. But it's because you don't have a good filtration system. You probably have a bunch of people in your life that are not treating you up to par with how you should be treated. And when I say how you should be treated, I don't mean how the wounded version of you accepts being treated because you don't think there's any better because you've been hurt so much. I mean, ideally, the best version of you, the one with boundaries, the one with standards, the one who has healed, the one God wants you to be, that version, she would not accept what you are accepting right now. But it's because you are currently, you know, still... You, you know, you still have all of these wounds unchecked, etc. Your boundaries are not where they're supposed to be. You have all of these people in your life. So that's why you feel like you can't necessarily open up. Now, it's not always on them. Again, the boundaries, all of that, this is accountability. This is on you, right? But I'm just, I'm just trying to paint the picture of how that starts to manifest in your life with other people. It's one thing to start doing these things and honoring your emotions when you're alone. Doing it in front of other people, that's a whole different ballgame. Part of it is you feeling, you trying to get past that discomfort and trying to be that way again, trying to be that open again. But I'm just saying another part of it might be because you don't trust the people who are currently in your life because they've never shown you that they deserve that side of you. And that's where your boundaries come in place. And I will reference the episode on boundaries in the description. I'm not going to get into it here, but I digress. So after I assessed, you know, that result of me getting hurt and saying, oh, you know, I never want to trust anybody like that again, blah, 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 blah. I realized, you know, the boundaries were not necessarily in existence. So... That also made it harder for me to try to open up, right? And, you know, we, we, I've worked on that, okay? We are working progress, mind your business. But that's an example that I want you to think about whether or not you are single right now because I've been there and I'm going to call you out for a second. Even if you are with somebody right now in any capacity, could even be married, married, dating, in a relationship, in a situationship, whatever, on the verge of being in a relationship with somebody, do you really feel safe with that person? Yes, part of it is on you. Part of it, you have to work through 
that hurt. Absolutely, part of it is on you. But another part of it, I feel like your intuition will always tell you whether or not you can really open up to that person. And it will be based on how they treat you. Do they consider you? Do they make you feel safe in many different ways? Part of it is you and part of it is based on their actions. And if you're with somebody and based on their actions, you feel like you cannot open up to them, then understand you probably never will. And that relationship will always be shallow. I'm calling you out right now before you get any further. It will always be shallow if you decide that because you got hurt in the past, you will never open up again. It will always be shallow. And I don't know about you. I could be projecting here, but let me just say this. The pain from heartbreak is terrible, right? It will literally make you not want to see another day. However, the good part of it, when you actually love somebody that much, and you know, that that's going to be subjective. I feel like as we get older, I've, as I've gotten older, I've learned more about love and I've, you know, I there's like a naive version, there's a mature version, blah, blah, blah. We're not going to get into all of that, okay? When I say love, I mean all that you thought love was at the time you gave. That's good enough, okay? It's not based, don't let no, and nobody who has been married for 50 years tell you you've never loved. Whatever you thought love was, if that's what you thought it was and that's what you gave, then you have loved, right? And I'm telling you, when you're there, it's an amazing feeling to have, right? It's one of the best feelings in the world. But if you let the pain of that old love make you numb to opening up again, I'm telling you, regardless of what situation you're in right now or whichever one you'll be in the future, it will always be shallow. It will always be shallow. It will never be fulfilling. Not that you need somebody to fulfill you and complete you, but you know what I'm, you, you get what I'm trying to say. It will always be shallow. It, you will, it will always be on the surface. It will never be enough because you know better, but you are unable to tap into that little girl inside of you who loved carelessly. You want to protect her. So you are living behind and hiding behind all of these walls because you don't want to get hurt. But I'm telling you, it will always be shallow. It will always be shallow. Now, if that's good enough for you, if you want to spend your life living in something shallow when you know there's better because you felt it, that's up to you. I'm just saying it's up to you to honor your emotions, okay? Honor how you feel. And in doing that, you have to identify what made you so numb and why you are so numb and just feel how you feel instead of trying to compartmentalize it, instead of trying to keep it in and then allowing that to make you turn into or be such a cold person. That's so overrated. As a retired nonchalant person, it is so overrated. I am not nonchalant. I have feelings. And it is so like, I don't even have the word. It is just not worth it to walk around acting like I'm so nonchalant and I don't care. I care. I care. Okay, I, I may not show it, but I care. I'm a human being. You are a human being. All of this nonchalant mess, all this I have to protect me, blah, blah, blah. I get it. I've been there, but I'm telling you, you will live a subpar life. You will have subpar relationships with people. It will never be enough. You're always going to be there in the corner by yourself. There's this little girl inside of you who wants to come out, who wants to feel, who wants to express herself, who wants to love and be loved. And you have her locked away because you are not honoring your emotions. You are not identifying what made you so numb. And you are not creating the boundaries to filter the people in your life so that you can feel safe when you do decide to let her out. I'm just saying. Another example is doing everything for myself, right? Having to be independent like damn near all my life, always having to figure things out. Do this, do that. This needs to be done. Do it, blah, blah, blah. That did hurt me. That did affect me. Like I told y'all in the last episode, that did have an effect on me. It did force me into survival mode at a very young age. It did. I, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. But I subscribe to the whole strong, independent woman thing because 
It made me feel like I was doing something to say that, that I was a strong, independent woman and blah, blah, blah. When in reality, I was just hurt. I was just hurt because I had to do everything myself. And I know I didn't want to. It's like, okay, cool. I'm proud of myself because I'm doing it. That means I can do it. But who wants to do everything by themselves? Nobody. No strong, independent woman wants to be a strong, independent woman. Some of us just don't have a choice. We don't have a choice, so we try to glorify it and be like, oh, yeah, I can do this and I can do that and I did this all by myself. You don't want to do anything by yourself. We were not made to do everything by ourselves. We were not meant to operate independently of other people. Unfortunately, it starts off with you not having a choice but to figure out life, but to figure out how to do things, how to take care of yourself. And you channel all of that pain and you turn into some type of ambitious animal where you just, you can't turn it off. You cannot turn it off. And you don't even know who you are without it. And it's like, now that's your identity. Now you embrace it, but you are tired. You are tired. I was tired. I was absolutely tired. Strong, independent, but crying myself to sleep because I'm fed up that I feel like I can't rely on other people. You see what I'm saying? It starts off as you not having a choice, and then that turns out to be your default, and now you try to chant it and say all of these things, but deep down, you do not want to do everything by yourself. We were not made to operate independently of other people, so it's nothing to be glamorized. If you can and you're able to do things by yourself, that is great. And you can be in that position and still have help and still have support. And that's a great place to be in. But if you're in that position where you can and you're able and you're doing it, and it's because you know that if you fall off, you just fall flat on your face and you have nobody else to depend on, that is a very tough place to be in mentally and emotionally. And that's where a lot of us are. That's where I was. And I was glamorizing it, chanting it because the whole strong, independent woman thing was like a trend at one point. Oh, when I say a trend, I mean like the term itself was a trend, but in reality, it was just us trying to hype ourselves up for trauma and having to take care of ourselves and do everything by ourselves. But that actually did hurt me. And me not honoring my emotions and getting numb to that was me trying to hype up the whole strong, independent woman thing, right? And me trying to say, oh, you know what? I don't need this person. And then the whole revenge success thing that I talked about in episode 91, that played a huge role on my life. That played a role in why Okay, in the beginning, maybe I didn't necessarily have help and I have to do I had to do everything by myself. But now, even when people are trying to offer me help, I don't know how to accept it. I don't know how to step back and let people do stuff. I don't know how to not control situations. I don't know how to let somebody say they will do something for me and just sit back and wait on them to do it. I have to now step in and be like, when are you going to do it? Why haven't you done it yet? I have to try to control the situation, right? And there's so much more, but it's like that whole strong independent woman thing impacts your life in various ways. And it makes you unable to receive help when you actually want help. We always wanted help. But now we can't receive it because we've been in survival mode for so long. But if I took a step back or, you know, let me not even talk about in the past. Let me do it right now. Because right now I'm saying I am going to honor my emotions. I'm going to honor how that made me feel, how that makes me feel. And I am going to say, you know what? It's great. It's a blessing. I am eternally grateful to be able to take care of myself. However, I do not want to feel like I am the only person I can depend on. I don't like feeling that way because I know it's not true, but me being in survival mode for so long has convinced me that, that is, that's the only way. And I don't like that. I'm saying now, I am going to honor these emotions. I am going to express that with myself first before I share it with anybody. 
But that's that. These are two examples: the heartbreak, the doing everything for myself. These are some areas of how life did what life did, and I became numb to it, and I never truly acknowledged how it made me feel, and I just went into survival mode. I just tried to protect myself. I just tried to do everything for myself and suppress or hide or lock up that little girl inside of me. If you've ever listened to one of my episodes and while I was talking, you just started reflecting on your own life and thinking of how what I'm saying applies to you, then my question is why stop there? I use my experiences to help you see the process of becoming the best version of myself and to also hold you accountable to your own growth. But I can't tell you what the best version of you looks like. You should be the one to define that for yourself. So I created journals with prompts to help you with self-discovery, self-reflection, assessing your relationships, healing, and reinventing yourself. So if you want to do more than just listen to the podcast, but actually start working on your own life, then go to secludedthoughts.com journals. I will also leave the link in the description below. Now back to the episode. Because let's talk about that little girl for a second, right? I have, I think a lot, okay, in case it's not evident. I think a lot. I'm an introvert. I'm a very introspective, reflective person. And I remember thinking to myself that back when I was, you know, doing some, um, reflection on how nonchalant I've become over the years due to several reasons. I remember thinking this nonchalance is really a front. It's really a front. That's not who I am. That is not who I am. I am a very sensitive person. I am very emotional, but I have learned to hide that so much because I've been in the presence of people who did not make me feel like that was safe, that it was safe to express my emotions. I, whether it was because they just didn't accept it, they, don't, they didn't know how to respond to it, or they themselves did not know how to express their own emotions. So it was just like a taboo thing and many other reasons, but I just... I realized that I'm a very sensitive person. I'm very emotional, but a lot of people who have known me over the years or who know me right now cannot say that they, I can't say that they would agree because I have suppressed it for so long. People truly think that things don't bother me sometimes. Like because of how much I've hidden my emotions throughout my life, I truly don't think the people who know me, not all of them anyway, I don't believe that they know how much of a sensitive person I am. Because if I have to cry, I cry alone. I cry by myself. And I may not say anything to anybody, right? Because I have always suppressed my emotions. I always hid that little girl inside of me. I became this nonchalant person to protect her because people did not make me feel like it was safe to express my emotions. And in me having that whole thought process, me contemplating and all of that, I realized that there are there is essentially there are two versions of me. There's the person that I have pretended to be, like there's the front that I put up for a lot of my life and that's the one everybody think is strong independent you know doesn't really care things don't really affect her too much blah 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 doesn't cry doesn't feel is just neutral about everything there's that person and there is who I truly am like the little girl inside of me. I've always thought in terms of there's a little girl inside of me. And it's crazy because I hear people using this reference now, but I had this thought years ago and I didn't really, I felt like I felt like it was weird to say there's a little girl inside of me. I felt like it was weird to articulate it in that way, but it's comforting now that I see people also use this reference, but I digress. 
But there is this little girl inside of me who wants to feel. She's very sensitive. She wants to feel comfortable enough to express herself. Like she wants to feel safe. She doesn't want to hide. If she's sad, she wants to cry. If she's angry, she wants to be able to express that and be comforted. Like she's very sensitive. She feels. She wants to love. She wants to be loved. But life made me lock her up to protect myself. And the only time I feel connected with her is when I'm honest with myself and when I acknowledge how I feel. Because I feel like when I do that, I am not invalidating her experiences. I am not suppressing who I really am. And it it, it almost feels weird to try to dissociate myself like that. But I'm just being very honest Because the rough, or not rough, but like the neutral, nonchalant side of me I created was a defense mechanism. It's not who I actually am and it's not who I want to be. I locked up the little girl inside of me who wanted to feel because people made me feel like it wasn't safe enough to feel. That if you feel, you would get hurt. If you love, you would get hurt. You would be betrayed. If you trusted, you would be betrayed. People won't be loyal. If you shared your secrets, people would tell other people. You would hear it from somebody else. And these are based on actual experiences that I've had. But the thing is, I went into that defense mode. I created this wall to protect her because I was too naive back then. Like nobody told me. I obviously didn't have this knowledge and I'm sure the people around me didn't either, but nobody told me that a proper way to protect her without creating this whole devil was to work on my boundaries. That's why I talk about boundaries so much in my episodes now, because I realized back then I didn't even have boundaries. You saying, oh, they can't do this, they can't do this, they're supposed to treat me this way. These are not boundaries. These are rules and all regulations that you have for people that they don't necessarily have to follow. Like you're trying to control other people. The boundaries have to be with you, with what you would choose to accept or deny without trying to control other people. It's not about, oh, well, you can't raise your voice at me and then getting upset when people try to raise their voice at you and arguing and going back and forth. It's saying, no, I will only talk to people who can speak to me in a respectful way when there's times of conflict. And if somebody doesn't choose to adhere to that, then you simply don't talk to them. You don't make room for them in your life. You don't go back and forth trying to negotiate and over-explain your boundaries. You simply do not accept things from people if they choose to violate your boundaries. Simple, but it's not about trying to control people and say, oh, well, he's not doing this. She's not doing this. Let me argue with her. No, what you arguing for? They have already shown you that they don't respect your boundaries. Let them go. It's when we try to compromise and do all these things because we want people to stay in our lives so bad, we don't realize that Keeping them will mean sacrificing that little girl because she will not feel safe with them. They will hurt her because they are already showing you. You haven't even brought in, you haven't even let her out yet, but they're already showing you that they don't respect her. They will not respect you. So why fight to keep them in your life? That is what I'm doing right now because I realize she needs to come out. I need to honor my emotions more. And I need to continue to create a safe space so that she can come out naturally. And it's not always about other people. It starts with me, but also my circle is obviously an extension of me. So it's like I have to make sure the people I keep around me will respect that, will respect her so I don't have to get triggered and by default try to run and lock her up or bring out this nonchalant, mean version of me as a defense mechanism. I don't want to be around people 
who make me feel like I have to protect myself against them because they don't respect me. That is one of my biggest focal points for 2023. A lot of my goals for this year are more like qualitative versus quantitative. I realized that a lot of my previous goals used to be like, oh, make this amount, make that amount, hit this many downloads, this many subscribers. I can't control that. I can only control what I choose to do. And also I realized the more I grow and develop as a person, the better my life becomes. And it's like a domino effect for everything else in my life, right? Because now I'm now a better person. So I'm now attracting better experiences, better people and better opportunities into my life. So I'm going about 2023 in a completely different manner. And this is just one of them. I encourage you to look into that as well. I encourage you to let honoring your emotions be something that is on your vision board. I don't know how you would put that on there, but just keep that in the back of your mind. Honor how you feel and start letting go of, of putting distance between you and those people who make you feel like you have to hide that little girl inside of you and protect her from them. Be who you are, honor how you feel, and only give you to people who actually care about you and get rid of the ones who don't. That is all I have to say in today's episode, and I will talk to you next Sunday. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.